morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, October 19th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The U.S. is walking a fine line in the Israel-Hamas war, and Israel's currency is struggling because of the conflict. Plus, you know how Netflix will ask you if you're still watching? Well, yesterday's earnings report said that the answer is yes, yes you are. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Israel will let basic humanitarian aid into Gaza through Egypt. The decision was in response to a request from U.S. President Joe Biden. He was in Israel yesterday and met Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. Biden's visit came the day after a catastrophic explosion in a Gaza hospital killed hundreds of people. It's unclear who carried out the attack. Muslim countries blame Israel. Biden put the blame on Palestinian militants like Israel did. I'm joined now by the FT's Washington bureau chief, James Politi. Hi, James. Hi, Mark. So what do we know about this deal to let aid into Gaza? Well, we know that President Biden met with the Israeli cabinet uh, yesterday, including Prime Minister Netanyahu. I come to Israel with a single message. You're not alone. You are not alone. And President Biden um, made a request that they allow humanitarian aid into Gaza. The people of Gaza need food, water, medicine, shelter. And he said that the Israelis have agreed to that on condition that there be inspections, that it only be directed towards civilians, and that it doesn't go to Hamas in any shape or form. So the U.S. made then sort of the announcement and said that they would be directing $100 million of aid to Gaza and the West Bank. This money will support more than 1 million displaced and conflict-affected Palestinians, including emergency needs in Gaza. So we're talking about food, medicine, vital necessities, really. James, the big thing going into Biden's trip to Israel was the hospital explosion that killed hundreds of people on Tuesday. What was the immediate fallout from that strike? Well, the attack and the explosion at the hospital really overshadowed Biden's trip to Israel. He was supposed to not only go to Tel Aviv and meet the Israelis, but also go to Amman later uh, in Jordan and meet with um, Arab leaders. And in the end, that that second leg of the trip was canceled due to the explosion. Yeah, so what does this strike mean for the U.S.'s relationship with the broader Middle East? Well, I think it will raise sort of suspicion of America's proximity to Israel. It made it harder for Biden to make the case that he was an honest broker in the conflict. And it made it more difficult to prevent an escalation of the of the conflict. That's why it was so hard to have the hospital attack occur right on the eve of his visit to the Middle East. Now the question is going to be, you know, what is the fallout going forward? How does it affect Israel's likely ground offensive into Gaza? You know, what we heard from Biden yesterday were some kind of words of caution to the Israelis. Justice must be done. But I caution this while you feel that rage. Don't be consumed by it. After 9-11, we were enraged in the United States. While we sought justice and got justice, we also made mistakes. 
he asked them to evaluate what the consequences of their actions would be and have some clarity over their objectives. At the same time, he warned you know, other regional powers, and I think he was really speaking about Iran here, not to intervene in any way on the other side. So I think this is the delicate balancing act that is happening at the moment. James Politi is the FT's Washington bureau chief. Thanks, James. Thank you so much. Investors are looking at all this volatility in the Middle East and betting against the Israeli shekel. And that could put the country's central bank in a pretty tight spot. Mary McDougall, the FT's bonds and currencies reporter, joins us now. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mark. All right, so what exactly is the shekel up to? How's it doing? Well, it's continued to grind weaker over the last week and a half, despite the Bank of Israel um, announcing that it would sell up to $30 billion um, to support the currency when the conflict first broke out. So it's now trading at 403 shekels to the dollar, which is its weakest level since 2015. Uh, and it's down about 5% since over the last week and a half. Yeah. So, Mary, why are investors betting against the shekel, even though the central bank is trying to prop up the currency? Well, the main reason is that the risk of the war escalating and the costs associated with that. People are saying that the Bank of Israel could also be forced to cut interest rates more than expected to help support the economy, which would weigh on the currency too. And there has been a big rise. So Deutsche Bank monitors the short positioning. It's now at the highest level since January 2022. The short positioning shot up by more than any other currency over the the past week and a half. Wow. So what are the implications of all this on Israel's economy? Well, the fall in the currency matters for two reasons. One, and the main one, is that it pushes up the cost of imported goods. Israel is an economy that's very dependent on imports. So the pass-through rate um, for inflation is quite high, and a weaker currency stokes inflation. Um, The other risk is that it leads to capital flight from international investors. So then what does the Bank of Israel do here? Because it seems like it's kind of in a rock and a hard place. Yes, so the Bank of Israel, um, the deputy governor said that when setting policies, officials would focus on stabilizing the currency rather than on stimulating growth. Uh, So it meets on Monday next week. Interest rates are currently 4.75%, which is quite a restrictive level. And when the conflict started, markets had expected it would start cutting, but now they're thinking the Bank of Israel might keep rates at that level. They've also got a lot of reserves to help support the currency. They've got $200 billion. They've said they'd sell up to 30 billion. We don't know yet how much they've done, but we might get more guidance on that. Mary McDougall is the FT's bonds and currencies reporter. Thanks, Mary. Thanks, Mark. Netflix blew Wall Street forecasts out of the water yesterday. The company said it added 9 million new subscribers in the third quarter and... Sorry to say to anyone who's already paying a lot for streaming services, it's going to raise prices in the U.S., the U.K., and France. In the U.S., a basic subscription will be about $2 more, 3 bucks more if you have a premium one. Investors said, yeah, this is all great news. And Netflix's share price rose nearly 13% in after-hours trading yesterday. (laughs) 
Sources tell the FT that Beijing might hold up a major U.S. tech deal. The U.S. chipmaker Broadcom has plans to buy the software company VMware for $69 billion. Both companies are actually American, but do significant business in China. Delaying the deal seems like a bit of a tit-for-tat move. Just a few days ago, the U.S. announced that it was making it tougher for China to access high-performance semiconductors. But both Broadcom and VMware say that they still expect the deal to close by the end of the month. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com for free when you click the links in our show notes. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.